let's stop uh, stop that working and start banging that sports drum. Sports Central on the radio right now, brought to you by Fresco's Southern Bar and Grill. And your host of Sports Central, banging that drum, Ryan Buckley. Oh, great vibes to start the show here on Sports Central and Talk Radio 96.7. Ryan Buckley, Mark McCollum, Jenna Kidd, Eric in the studio. Good to have the gang back together. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, we're getting the gang back together. <laughs> <laughs> you know that like TikTok or meme? Oh, that, was a oh, that was a minion. Boy, and we have Maybe. not lost a beat. Yeah, we have to start the show with this. Uh, we had the pleasure of going to see the new Minions movie together. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. It was amazing. It I was laughed so much. Absolutely fantastic. Eric, are you a Minions fan? Are you a Minion fan or a Despicable hey. Me fan? Hey, I don't think I like that guy. Oh, no, no. Oh. apparently not. Okay, apparently not. <laughs> well, so you had a little bit of a Gru accent there, though. It looked like you were trying to throw on. Trying. Trying. I liked it. Fair enough. I liked it. That very, was good. Very, hey, very good accent. Very good accent. Show. Minions movie, fantastic. Uh, Fresco's. Stop playing with the Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's a great, here's a great segue into this. Uh, Fresco's, presenting partner for this segment. Appreciate the partnership we have with them. Uh, we'll be at Fresco's. I know I will be there on Sunday for uh, USA Softball in town. So USA Softball have their one of their national championships for 16U in town in Polk County this weekend. So excited to have them take part. Uh, big weekend festivities that we'll have going on for them as well. Yeah. Um, so shout out to Fresco. Work a lot with Fresco's. Work a lot with Fresco. <laughs> shout out to Fresco. Plural. There's, <laughs> there's more than one of them. Yeah, shout out to my man Fresco. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Fresco's. Uh, from, fr- the... from Fresco. Oh, yeah. Or is that Frisco? Frisco. You're thinking of Frisco. Oh, jeez. Boy, we are just a train wreck. There is no, fr- there is no Frisco's. Nope. No, this is this is not going to – this show's not going well. Uh, lot, I'll say that. A lot to talk about in the uh, opening segment. Mark, why don't you go ahead and kick it off? I'll kick it off. Um, so Lake <laughs> Regions, Mac McClellan and Brock Joyce, they signed baseball scholarships, both joining uh, two Sun Conference schools. Uh, McClellan will join Weber's baseball program while Joyce will sign on to Warner. Um, in fact, they were friends uh, their entire time. They grew up and trained together. Now they both get to go and play in the same conference in the NAI. So pretty cool for them. That is Brad's cool story. How did, how did it uh, like? How did they figure out where they wanted to go? Oh, once they stepped on a campus to both of their schools, they knew, really. Okay. I, it's just because you have that bullet point. How did you get that information? <laughs> I have a source. Oh, okay. Unnamed source. Is that not well, what Jenna, popped into your head? You went to Weber. I did. Great. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. And I was I was a girl from Ohio. So, O-H. you know, it's, yeah. I-O. I stepped onto that Florida sand and I was like, <laughs> I have to stay. I Yeah, well, because I'm just... I mean, the notes here are incredible. Well, so the Ledger has a great article on the, le- okay, on that's the website. The go-to. The Ledger so they had all the info on their story on how they knew they wanted to go. And uh, yeah, because uh, I'm like, Mark, you did a lot of homework for this segment. There's, I have been so busy trying to contact people to see how the heck did they decide on what. <laughs> you knew that at the age of eight, they played through their teens. I'm like, how did you get this insight? Pretty cool. You know, how did you know? Uh, that you wanted to go to Southeastern. What what did that look like? Funny enough, when I stepped on campus. There's <laughs> <laughs> no, a pattern here. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty cool. Well, anyway, so congrats to uh, both. How did you know you wanted to go to Florida Southern? Uh, middle of a sentence. Congrats to both Mac and Brock on uh, their baseball scholarships. Wish them nothing but the best. How did you know you wanted to go to Florida Southern? You know, I think it was after the tour. I don't think it was. So, when the... you stepped on campus? But I don't think it was right <laughs> when I stepped on campus. Like, I But you were I... on campus. When I stepped on campus, for argument's sake, yeah, I, I had a good good feeling I wanted to go there. So, 
Yep. Pretty cool stuff there. <laughs> on, the, um, on the on the um, professional side, there's been a lot going on. I've been getting the Apple Watch alerts, right? You're sitting down. You, Hard at work. You're looking, yeah, and you're like, what is, what's going on here? Oh, we got like an up, update. We got DeAndre Ayton. He just got an offer sheet from the Indiana Pacers. And you're like, Tiger Woods is teeing off here. There's a lot going on in the sports world today. What was the biggest story that caught your guys' eye today? Hmm. I don't know if this is like the biggest thing ever, but I love it. it was I think it was an an a opinion piece and it was talking about how that Miami and FSU are just going to fizzle away. Did you see that? Yeah. So it's pretty much this saying that the, the SEC mm-hmm. and then the um, Big Ten yeah. are pretty much going to take take over. Mm-hmm. And then what they think will happen, well they'll they'll take the top four schools from each of those divisions or you know, those conferences and they'll play each other for a national champion. Um, so that's kind of a that's kind of an odd one, just because you know, between FSU and Miami, there's 11 um, national championships alone. So I wonder, like, what do you guys feel about that? It's interesting. It feels like college football is moving towards like an NFL format, where there's mm-hmm. going to be yeah. two main conferences. I mean, we saw with from the Pac-12, USC and UCLA. They're joining the Big Ten. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Big 12 schools are joining the SEC. Yep. Um, so you got to figure Notre Dame, Clemson, um, other schools from the ACC. Like you mentioned Florida State, Miami. I feel like they're going to be joining one, one of the two of the others yeah. um, to join this just super um, two conferences. Yeah, I saw an interesting graphic the other day, and it looked at ACC, SEC uh, as like kind of two two power conferences, right? And then they would take those two conferences, and they would have a playoff format. And they would have a representative from those two conferences that would play in the national championship games. Just to your point, more like an NFL style of structure yeah. mm-hmm. where it's real standings in the conference. And then you kind of are going from that interconference play to determine who's a playoff team and who's not. And I think it will take out some of the issue that you see right now on who's the first team out in the college football playoff. Yeah. Right. Because like, you know, in college basketball, the last team out is not, to me, it's not, or excuse me, the first team out in, like, March Madness in basketball, it's never as big of a talking point. Like, there's always one that might be a shock, but I don't think it's ever, like, a, like Seton Hall didn't make it. This is ridiculous because they could have went all the way. Like, that, that conversation ever comes up. But, like, that fourth, fifth fringe team that doesn't make it off of the rankings, I feel like is always a topic of conversation because you're literally the final four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so this could help. Really yeah. eliminate some of those er- those errors that you yeah, can see. and it feels like they're moving in more than one way. It's like an NFL kind of format. You're gonna need a salary cap at some point, right? Or an equivalent to a salary cap. Are you talking with about this, the NIL with this college football? Yeah, NIL, yeah. all these deals too. And then to their point, it always feels like with college basketball, there's always like a gripe over some of the last teams that get in the tournament. Like in those playing right, games, right, right. So it's like, how do they make it? How do like Seton Hall or a VCU make it? Right. Um, and then usually those teams that make a good run. Um, right. So I feel like no matter how big the field is, how, how the pool is, and whatever playoff format you have, you're going to have arguments on both sides. Well, I remember, too, like in the difference, I, again, I think the differences with basketball and the football argument is on the basketball side, the first team out could be an eight seed, right? Or it could be a nine seed. It could be a six. It depends on the, the, yeah. the ranking, and it ultimately depends on, you know, because you're going to have a, a conference guarantee team. Mm-hmm. who's going to be a 15 seed or a yeah, 16 yeah. seed. So you're leaving out arguably a better quality team because you have to put in these conference championships. And teams. with those, those 15, 16 seeds, even 14 seeds sometimes, your fans aren't like, because they have no idea who they are. 
Right. Most times they're like, okay, they won their conference. Sure. Yeah, great exposure in. for the school, though. Yeah. Oh, great absolutely. for the brand. Oh, Nobody's definitely. Argue that. Yeah. Interesting to see what happens with UCF and USF, too. Um, mm. Some of our local schools, because UCF now jumping to the Big 12, uh, USF already in the AAC. So uh, we'll see how things shake out for them as college football kind of realigns here in the coming years. Yeah, it's kind of weird to think about how much is going to change. Just, you know, growing up and how it used to be. And so now it's like just a mini NFL, like you guys were saying. So it's going to it's gonna feel a little bit def- a little not, different, I think. It's not going to be fair for some of these schools who can't afford to pay some mm-hmm. of these top recruits what they're getting from, from the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Ohio States. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're not going to be able to – it's not the same playing field, really. Yeah. I think we're going to see the same – Four, five, six teams just rotating, just being tough. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, Alabama, you know, Clemson, Ohio State, they're always mm-hmm. going to be in the mix, it seems like. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of felt that way for the past couple of years, to be honest with you. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, cyclical in nature, but typically you have your top performing teams always staying as the top performing teams. And then you get excited over one team, maybe that can come and add a wrinkle into the equation. Cincinnati, you know, kind of yeah. tried to take yeah. that role this year. You saw how that went, though, in the playoffs, but. You know, ultimately, usually it's the same two to three teams. Then you get kind of that sleeper team that'll sneak sneak in at the end. Uh, when we come back here on Sports Central, we're gonna have a national sports update. Shift on over. We start talking about the NFL a little bit, but we'll get into the MLB, NBA, and NHL offseason. Uh, don't go anywhere. Stay right here on Sports Central Talk Radio ninety six point seven. Hey, it's time to get back into more Sports Central. Sports Central brought to you by Hollywood Signs. Out on that long, lonesome highway, a lonely loner on a lonely road, alone. Uh, that would be your host, Ryan Buckley. Uh, truer words have not been said. <laughs> Eric, thank you for that warm introduction. Welcome back to Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. Ryan, Jenna, Mark, grew, grew in the studio. I'm kind of concerned. Are you Are you okay? Uh, no, I'm fine. I'm I fine. Said, are you alone? Do you oh, feel no, 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 like no. you're alone? Never alone when I got you guys. Wow. Literally, because you guys are right here. So <laughs> no, no way I'm alone. Um, tell you what, speaking of being alone, Mark, the Baltimore Orioles are often alone in the AL East. And let me tell you what, if anyone deserves a little bit of airtime to brag about their team, it is you. Um, this team has been... And, hold on, let me build this up. Yeah, here. yeah, sure. This team usually stinks. They are usually basement dwellers when it comes to baseball and we're going to talk about the Rays. The Rays have kind of corrected the course but in their rearview mirror and coming at a smooth 70 miles per hour in the left-hand lane are your Baltimore Orioles. You know I wasn't going to bring this up but it is kind of justified because the Rays and Orioles play this weekend in Tampa. They do. Or in St. Pete excuse me. Um, are you but, going? But you know what Buckley it has been a long time coming. Because the Orioles have been the brunt of so many jokes. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's really been – it's so exciting. It's such a weird feeling because, as you mentioned, they have stunk <laughs> these last few seasons. But you, could see, but you could see what they were doing. You could see the process they were using. Um, you know, our GM was previously with the Houston Astros when they're rebuilt, and they went through the same kind of process, losing hundreds of games over the course oh, of yeah. three seasons. Now they're one of the best teams in the American League, so – You've kind of seen uh, the building blocks take shape, and you're seeing all the work they've put in the past few years yeah. really take shape this season. Now it's paid off with 10 straight wins uh, and counting. Well, and look, yeah, right? Yeah. They're in the <laughs> toughest division in baseball. Yeah. You cannot debate this one. I mean, there's a lot of topics you can debate in terms of baseball and teams, which yeah. team is better. Every this team is, is above 500. And four out of the five are a playoff team. Yeah. 
You know, and and I don't say it disrespectfully. No, yeah. You're two games back. Baltimore's the final two games back. Right? So it's it's so, literally insane that the division is that good. Yeah, it makes it much tougher for the Rays, who usually who against the Orioles were 19 and one last season, I think. Yeah. I mean, against they beat Baltimore 19 times. Baltimore mm-hmm. already has a few wins against them this season. So I mean, it's no longer. Uh, just an easy win if you're a division team place. And, the, uh, and Baltimore. obviously, these division matchups mean a lot. So huge win over the Red Sox. Yeah. They've huge won three win. straight against Boston. Massive. Uh, after losing against Cincinnati. Got swept by Cincinnati, I think. But respond, rebounding yeah. with uh, three wins against Boston. Going for the four-game sweep tonight mm-hmm. uh, in the trap. So we'll see if the Rays can pull it off and uh, finish this pre-All-Star break run. Yeah, oh. which would be great if they could. The Yankees sitting at 62-26. and 26. They're up in the Bronx taking on the Reds tonight for yeah. the, the last team playing like in the division. they've kind of got the division wrapped up. It would take a monumental collapse, it feels like, from New York to if the division were You know, you hand. would think there's probably still a couple loose ends they want to tie up. They did. Um, they're probably looking for one more pitcher up there in New York, I would imagine, just to solidify their starting rotation. Yeah, but ultimately, just tough when you get out of the gate that hot. They are coming down the earth, right? Lost three out of four. So they are starting to show some signs of uh, volatility over there. Uh, but we'll see what happens, obviously, in that division. Obviously, the Rays playing well, and uh, as we said, the, whew, the Baltimore Rays playing really well. Not the only team in the American League playing well, by the way, though. Seattle Mariners also won 10 straight. So you're seeing these teams that a week and a half ago um, were were nowhere near the playoff picture. They're now firmly in the uh, in the hunt there. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on to the uh, off-season sports. A lot of sports in off-season right now, obviously, on the NBA side. Uh, big news that there are talks that the Miami Heat could land a big fish in Kevin, Dar- uh, Kevin Durant. Which Kevin be, Darnett. I was say Kevin Darnett. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, Darnett, if they don't get Kevin I Durant. I mean, that would be a big miss. Kevin Durant, if he winds up in Miami, that is a lethal team all of a sudden. Yeah, what a duo. Him and already Jimmy Butler on the same with, team. Already finished as a one seed in the East. You add another sh- uh, a shooting weapon and an absolute game changer, a clutch time player in Kevin Durant. Super tall guy. I can see how he would be beneficial. <laughs> he is tall. That is absolutely. We can't confirm that. I could see how one of the best scores of all time. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And then there, you know, in the NBA, it's been a, co- a couple guys switching places. Uh, Bradley Beal staying in Washington, probably the bigger story of the offseason. People thought he would certainly be on the move. He is not. Your team, the New York Knicks, oh, you're getting a brilliant. huge addition yeah. from the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, talk brilliant front office moves there. No need to talk about that team. I'll get angry. That's enough New York teams for one day. DeAndre <laughs> Ayton, uh, four-year, $133 million max offer sheet with the Pacers. The Suns did match the offer. Uh, he has 48 hours to accept that offer that comes in from the Suns. I don't think he's going to accept it. I think so he, he came can out. still decline that? Well, I think he came out and said that he was going to ink with the Pacers. Really? Yeah. Hmm. $133 follow up on that? million. Dollars. Yeah. What do we got? Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have an update on this one. This oh, okay. it literally just came Oh, in. you're looking it up. Oh, yeah. This was this was right before we got on air. They they offered him the... Uh, yeah. A lot happened back. this I don't think the, the Suns haven't matched the offer yet, have they? Oh, they did. Yeah, I oh, thought I you just said that. they did. No, I said the Suns can match the offer here. No, I thought no, no. Okay, yeah, I thought he said that yes, they did. Yes, definitely said, you they, said did, they did. And then he had the option in forty-eight hours, hours to, to choose. Sign. Yeah, you Sorry. said. My yes. understanding of this, they is have that, forty-eight hours to match yes. the offer. Uh, okay. okay, they have matched it. So now I think that automatically makes that, him playing for the yeah, Suns. That now. happened very recently, right? Yeah, like I mean, like thirty minutes ago. Yeah. Wow. I mean, sports world does happen fast. It's happening. You got to keep up. 
I'll tell you one team you don't have to worry about, the New York Islanders. Nothing's happening up there. 30 of 31 teams make a move during the NHL offseason on the first two days of free agency. Fear not. Don't worry. New York Islanders staying pat, staying still, not moving a rock. So the Tampa Bay Lightning, on the other hand, a lot of stuff going on over there. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev, eight-year contract. Ka-ching! Sorelli, Anthony Sorelli. Another eight years for you? Why not? We're handing them out like candy at this point. Stay for another eight years in Tampa. Uh, Ian Cole, an interesting move. Uh, we're going to get rid of Ryan Spare Parts McDonough. We're going to get Ian Cole. We just want another old guy to throw on the defensive end. Oh, yeah. Ian Cole is a veteran, though, and you do need veterans to go to a Stanley Cup final. Tampa Bay Lightning know that going three years in a row to the Stanley they Cup final. They did lose somebody, though. Who was uh, and Andre Palat. Andre Palat going to the New Jersey Devils. No shock there. They weren't going to be able to hold that much cap space for that long. He goes to New Jersey on a six-year, so, $30 million contract. Five-year, $30 million contract. How does Tampa replace his uh, production place? Uh, I, you know, you probably maybe one of the younger guys. Um, they'll obviously have to shuffle the, ro- the lines around a little bit. He played very well with Kucherov, so it's got to be somebody that can— you know, stay on the center, face-off guy, and, uh, you know, feed the pucks on the side. Uh, but that'll be big, obviously, on the Lightning side to try and replace someone who was just a point machine and who can dial up the assists on that front. Absolutely imperative. Well, when we come back on the other side of this break, uh, we'll be joined. We talked about Lakeland United past couple weeks when it came to playoffs and soccer in local area. Uh, we're going to have Coach Delgado join us. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. Let's do it. Let's do it indeed. Where we're doing it, we don't know. But we're going to plan on doing it on the radio. Sports Central. Sports Central brought to you by the Hilton Garden Inn. In the sports chairs, Mark, Jenna, and Ryan. Thank you, Eric. And welcome back to the second half of Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Ryan, Jenna, Jenna, Mark, and Eric in the studio and we are happy to be joined uh, by the head coach of Lakeland United, Coach Salgado. Coach, thank you so much for your time. And uh, during the postseason to come talk to us here on Sports Central, yeah. we appreciate you joining the program. Hi, guys. Thank you so much, Mark, Ryan, Eric. Um, thank you so much for receiving me. It's an honor to be here uh, speaking you know, about our, our team, our program as a whole, not just um, this season. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, let's start right there. You know, for people who... Who have maybe heard of Lakeland United, but they're not familiar with the backstory. Maybe they haven't heard of Lakeland United. You know, share with the listeners kind of backstory of the team, backstory of yourself as well, and, and a little bit about the program. Yes, of course. Um, and it's always good to to share our, our backstory and our whole story because we we run you know a program that is a little bit different than people are used to uh, in the semi-professional level. Uh, we are a semi-professional club but we run our, our program as a bridge, international bridge program um, to get, you know, international students as well as local students from uh, Polk County, Hillsborough uh, County and, and the area into the college system with a scholarship. You know, myself, my background, I was a, a professional soccer player in Brazil for six years until uh, I was 24 years old. Um, I decided to come to America. I had, you know, some offers already uh, early on when I was 19, 20, to play here for college. But, you know, I wanted to fulfill the dream to play in the pro level, in the next level. I ended up doing so in a small level in Brazil. I'm from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Um, but, you know, at some point, you know, you realize um, there's, there's other doors that you can, that you can open. There's other opportunities that uh, could actually lead to, to a better life and a, and a better future. And I've always, you know, uh, admired and appreciate how America, United States, uh, does with the athletic um, athletic slash academics world, you know, for me, yeah. 
it's one of the most beautiful systems in the world, you know, when it comes to sports, because we talk much about sports, but I think, in my opinion, what changed lives and what changed my life was education, you know, and I probably wouldn't have the same chance in Brazil to study in the same way that I did here, you know. So um, I came here, I came here and played for three different colleges, University of Texas, Brownsville, then Lindsay Wilson College in Kentucky. I could only play in the NAIA League because of the restrictions of, you know, eligibility for Danny Boy for mm. being a pro and, and 24 years old. And then I finished, I graduated from Southeastern University in Lakeland. I, I came here strictly because I wanted to be in Florida, you know, and I look at the options in AIA, good programs, good schools, universities in Florida. And Southeastern University back then was doing very well. They, they did like Sweet 16 Nationals in AIA. So I came here with my brother. I have a twin brother. He came with me, always uh, moved together. Fast forward, now I ended up graduating, even played American football my last year, which is a, which oh. is a fun story. You know, as a kicker, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only one I could do, actually. But, um, <laughs> graduated there, you know, became a coach straight away. Uh, that was five years ago, you know, 17 to, to 18. Became a, a coach, you know, came back, came back to Linda Wilson, Kentucky to coach. I coached at the Villages, SC, Soccer Club, USL2, semi-pro. And I was part of the program here, you know, with uh, with Lakeland United C last year. We're going to be one year now in August with the program. Awesome. Yeah, well, you mentioned uh, kind of recruiting and getting players from all over the world to come and uh, have the opportunity to play for Lakeland United. Um, who is eligible to play? How are players um, eligible, able to come over and play for Lakeland United? Yeah, so the way we, we define ourselves, we are a post-grad, you know, international uh, bridge program. So, um, we do something similar that IMG or Mount Verde Academy. They do it, you know, with a placement in college for high-level, high-skilled level soccer players, you know, athletes uh, in the high school. But we go post-grad. So usually it's the gap year guys. You know, they're 18, 19-year-olds. We don't discriminate with the age, especially because with eligibility, which I'm, I'm a pretty expert with that, you know, in all the leagues. If you go NAA or Division Two, Division Three, you don't have an age or a gap uh, restriction. So right. you can be 22, 23, 24. But basically, we are getting players here. You know, I use agents agents and agencies that I used to do when I was coaching college and even as a player connected with them to get guys here to do like a, a program, a bridge program for six months to a year with us. And obviously, winning is important. You know, and it's been happening. You know, thankfully, we, <laughs> we just won the Florida West Conference. We yeah. actually beat the, the Florida Tropics here in Lakeland, which for me, it's an honor. I played for the Tropics before in the, in the outdoor with the USL2. And, you know, they are a professional organization. Our mm-hmm. players, they are paying our program. You know, they are paid to play. Um, but at the same time, we're doing something very professional, you know, trainings every day, Monday to Friday, 7 a.m. We have gym workouts. They, they get housing, food, transportation, uniforms, everything included, you know, with the program. It's a residential program. So yeah. they stay six months to a year, and we work on those scholarships, you know, with Division One, Division Two, NIA. We have coaches, you know, from all over the country coming and visit, staying in our, in our facilities and our apartments, you know, uh, Gonzaga University, South Carolina, Otto Roberts, some of the D1 programs, coaches wow. that already came to visit us. So that's the main goal, you know, to find that scholarship. I think the, the club system is a little broken without pointing fingers to anybody, but it's a lot of talk about developing, spending money, playing showcases and tournaments, and you get these kids, like we have at least seven to eight top Polk County kids with us right now that they, they were top players high school, top players club, and no scholarships, not because they're not good enough for a scholarship, but because nobody's doing that part of the job, you know. Got it. Yeah, you've, you've identified the uh, the need and area you can kind of help on the, you know, recruitment side. And 
you're really putting your best foot forward. As you mentioned, obviously, a big win over your, uh, your counterparts in the area of the Florida Tropics. Talk to us about what's next this postseason. What's kind of the next hurdle for you guys, and what's the plan of attack? Yeah, so right now we have we actually have like two teams. We usually operate with 40 players, 28 internationals. That's what we, we can house in our four apartments, plus um, 12 to 15 local players. So we divide you know, the first division and the second division, the UPSL, you know, the United Premier Soccer League, mm-hmm. is considered the, the fourth division in the United States. So we are in the playoffs for both. So this weekend, actually Sunday, and the games are going to be in the same time, which is a, it's a bummer we try to organize with the league, but it was the best they could do. So for the, for the Premier Division, which is the first division, the main one, we are in the Sweet 16, the last 16 teams in the nation. So we play against the Gosa, which is a very traditional team from Orlando. And the game is in Orlando, uh, which is good for us because it's not a, you know, a long drive. So, and then that's the Sweet 16. We'll win. We'll go to the Final Eight. And that game is going to be either in Georgia or Indiana or Kentucky, Some one of the teams that I have to, to double-check. But, you know, we're just going to the playoffs of Nationals right now. So I think we're, we're good enough to win this game um, on Sunday. Uh, however, again, being a, a bridge academy, you have like five starters that, um, you know, propel us to win the final. They just left, not because they left oh, wow. the hanging, but because they went back to their countries to do the the visa for the college in August. You know, yeah. so we got them scholarship, and now they're leaving to organize their arrival in the right. preseason, which is it's, it's fair enough, you know. And after this game, if we win, there's three more leaving, so we, we we'll go managing as we can. Like I said, winning is important, but the job you know has been done. But the more wins, the more opportunities opens for us. You know, right? Yeah, you have two goals there where you want to get. Uh, get your players into college and then also win at the same time. So, um, yeah. goal one accomplished. They got to college. Um, Nyer left to kind of face goal two. Um, talk about what led to the success. You mentioned coming up on a year of, of Lake United. What led to, to success uh, here in the early going for you guys? Okay, well, that's a good question. I'll, I'll, I'll touch a couple points, probably like three points. The number one is, as, as any entrepreneur, which I kind of became one, never thought I would be, but, you know, I, I realize and I pay attention on the weaknesses of the market, you know. So I see mm. you know, all these international players, like Brazilians, because I'm from Brazil, and, and a lot of Polk County players and players here in the area and, and from, from overseas, um, you know, first of all, the market, it's kind of like uh, it's overflowing. There's so many players and not, not as much scholarships and schools. So we have mm. that, you know, already in our hands. But at the same time, uh, you know, companies and agencies and, um, you know, clubs, they're not getting the, the right fit for players. You know, they send a player to Division One, which is a very uh, pacey and, and, and strength-based and, and game, when the player is more skinny, technical, small, you know. So we're, we're trying to develop something that we find the right fit for players, not the best program. I always say that to them. Uh, some people say the Harvard University is the best school in the world. Well, if you want to be a lawyer, okay. But if you want to be a professional soccer player, they went zero thirteen last season, so <laughs> you're right. not going to get drafted in MLS by playing at Harvard. You know, so it's all about you know picking and choose what you want in your career in life. Now, I think the second one, uh, we we call ourselves, and I call ourselves as the club of second chances. You know, right now we probably have like seven or eight players that got let go from other colleges. You know, they got let go from a from a club wherever they're playing in their country. You mm-hmm. know, they got cut. And we try to understand what happened. You know, we try to be very human. Right. Um, you know, what happened? Why you got cut? Well, soccer, it was attitude. Let's fix it. fix this. You know, let's go together. Let's work together to, to find a better path, you know, for you. And obviously, they, ha- they have to want that. They have to yeah. want to work together, you know. Um, and the third one, I would say just professionalism in general. You know, mm-hmm. again, without 
nitpicking and, and on anybody on pointing fingers. Um, the the bar is kind of set low with with some uh, colleges and also with a lot of semi pro teams. Sure. Train two three times a week. You know, if you're gonna do something with housing food, I've seen it before. It's not done in the best way. You know, with a fitness coach, with a goalkeeper coach, with you know psychological aspects. So. We're trying to grow and hire, you know, professionals and staff and, and treat players like humans. We're trying to be more professional than we can. And to be honest, guys, I would say we have different markets in marketing for our clubs. Like this, uh, uh, the radio, the talk show, it's good. It's great. But I would say the word of mouth is the biggest one. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Oh, yeah. Plenty, huge, plenty of exposure opportunities and plenty of ways to get the name out there. And listen, Coach Delgado, we know how busy you are. Excited for the postseason. Excited for your next two matches. Best of luck to you. And thank you again for your time and joining the program. We certainly appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks, Coach. All right, guys. When we come back on the other side of the break, we'll talk a little bit more about some local sports, give you one more update on Lakeland United as well as the Flying Tigers. Don't go anywhere here in Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. Moving in sports-like ways. Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. Sports Central brought to you by Staybridge Hills. All right. Your host is Ryan Buckley. Oh, welcome back to Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. Jenna, Mark, Ryan, Eric in the studio. Been a good show, guys. That was, I mean, Coach Salgado. I mean, extremely busy, obviously, in postseason playoff time, making sure the team's ready to go. The teams, rather, are ready to go. Busy weekend, it looks like, uh, in Orlando for them. Yeah, lots of good information. Always great to chat with a local coach and get some more information on what's going on in their in their world. Absolutely. Listen, we talked a little bit about NAIA as he is a Southeastern alumnus, uh, as he mentioned, so that must have been nice to have uh, an SEU representative, obviously, from your end, uh, your alma mater. Let's shift to your alma mater, Weber International University. Yes, so Weber International Athletics just announced recently that they are going to add um, add, sorry, I like choked for a second. Whoa. I'm not going to add beach. somebody here, right? <laughs> yeah. No, they're adding men's beach volleyball as its 23rd varsity sport, um, becoming the first NAI school to sponsor that brand new varsity program. Um, the Warriors were the first in the uh, country to offer men's beach volleyball at the collegiate level, um, and they are providing, you know, both academic and athletic scholarships in that uh, sport. So if any beach volleyball players out there want to go play anywhere, Weber's looking. And I feel like your alma mater is very symbolic of you, Jenna. You're, you're typically like a first mover, an innovator. You take the initiative, and you kind of set the trend for others around you. So this only makes sense. Yeah, I taught Great Weber. Great job for you. And great, great job, Weber. Jenna. I taught Weber well. Yeah. I taught Weber well. Yeah. Very good stuff there. On the opposite side, Warner University, they're making a, a big announcement uh, on the men's basketball side. Yeah, they announced Larry Phillips III as an assistant coach for the men's basketball team. He comes from... The University of West Georgia uh, spent last two seasons under head coach Dave Moore as a student assistant. So congrats to Larry getting an assistant coach job at Warner. Hey, congrats, Larry. Yeah, congrats, congrats Larry. Larry. Welcome great to job, the Larry. county. Welcome, Welcome to the, the county. county. Happy to have you. Great county. Very great county. Uh, Lakeland Flying Tigers. What's going on with them? They unfortunately fell short 5-0 against the Bradenton. I don't even want to say that. Marauders? Marauders. Take Marauders. Do you remember when we did the... Uh, the game where this is going to totally cut off this conversation. When we did the game where it was, yeah. which is not a minor league team, which yeah. is that was, we have to that bring was that super back. fun. Yeah. Also a little teaser. One of our interns, Jared, he put together a draft pool for us to do another all time, uh, Polk County draft. This time featuring the major league baseball players from Polk County. So we'll have to do that in an upcoming show. Good for J- Jimmy. John job. Jared. Great, I mean, great, great fantastic job, Jared. work yeah. by Jared. That, that is awesome. But the Lakeland Tigers, they did fall short, um, against 
Brandon Bradenton, so on 4th of July. Um, following a day off on Tuesday for both uh, teams, the series resumed last night with the Tigers losing again, unfortunately, 7-2. to two. Um, Tigers go head-to-head against the uh, Bradenton Marauders. Again, Marauders. I, I could just, Why do they just say, just, like, Pirates? Like, what is that? Just to hear you say Marauders and Jenna, just Marauders. to... Uh, we had the date wrong there on the 4th, the 14th. They are actually in Palm Beach uh, tonight. So uh, they're taking on uh, Palm Beach tonight over at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium. So a nice road what game. What a venue. Nice road game for them. Uh, so best of luck to the Tigers on their trip over in Palm Beach. It's pretty interesting now, like, you know, when you go to, like, a schedule or scoreboard, you know, because now it's like these elongated road trips and these elongated home trips. So you feel like they're in market for like a week and a half and then yeah. out of market for another week and a half. Um, obviously, they won't be back here for a while. It's the beginning of August when they'll be back. Yeah, and kind of a big week for the Flying Tigers, for the Tigers organization, right? As the MLB draft approaches this coming weekend, influx of talent from the amateur pool getting Absolutely. added to the Tigers organization. So we'll, I'm sure we'll see some new faces, some new players uh, being brought up to Lakeland um, as they are on their road to the show. Yeah, and speaking of influx and talent into the market, a couple events that we'll get to. Uh, USA Softball U16 Nationals, we mentioned they're coming in this weekend. Uh, they're playing all over Pope County. Uh, sticking with the softball side, the Florida Half Century Adult Softball also be in this weekend. And then YBOA Youth Basketball of America, the girls' national champs over at the Advent Health Fieldhouse as well. Uh, listen, there's always just a, uh, a plethora of events that we can Great dive word. into. I mean, Amazing can, word. Thank you. There is a vault of events that we could probably dive into. I like plethora. Of I like plethora better too. Yes. To stick with it. Plethora of events we could probably talk about and really dive into, get into the weeds, as they say. Uh, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. You got to do a little no. like work and honestly, keep it simple. And keep it simple. We're just going to focus on this weekend, next couple weekends. You can look forward to maybe some talks about cornhole, maybe some AAU basketball, maybe more USA softball, maybe some more adult softball. That could be potentially in the purview uh, that you should be paying attention to. That could be coming down the pipeline. And the uh, team just does an amazing job. Also, would be remiss not to mention it is the 100-year celebration of the sport of water ski. We don't talk about it enough, to be quite honest with you. We have in October the World Water Ski Show Championships that's over at Lake Silver at Martin Luther King Jr. Park. Newly renovated Martin Luther King Jr. Park looks absolutely beautiful, spectacular. If you need to find out information on more events, you can head to www.centralfloridasports.com. Also, be sure to check out visitcentralflorida.org. Or, hey, give us a call, 863 863- Five five one, four seven five zero. Who do you ask for, guys? Ray Lynn or Lisa. Ray Lynn or Lisa. They're ready to answer your questions. They literally they sit there, they stare, they wait for that blinking red light to come on, and they're like, "Great, someone's called." Then let me tell them about the event we got coming up. They look forward to it. Well, for Mark, for Jenna, for Ryan, for Eric, with a very good Gru impression, mind you, in the studio. Thanks for listening to Sports Central here on Talk Radio ninety six point seven.